Welcome into the Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin' Podcast. That's Colby, and I'm Dutt, and this is our podcast where we like to talk sports. Drink a little bourbon. Drink a little bourbon. Talk some, talk about some bourbon. Rate some bourbon. Talk about crying over some <laughs> Alabama football and the transfer portal. It's been a, it's been, it's been a bit busy week. Busy week. It's been rough, man. It's been rough. Yeah. Of course, we talked last week about... Uh, the GOAT retiring. So uh, let's just go ahead and start off this week's show with our opening toast. And uh, of course, you probably can guess who my opening toast is. My opening toast this year, this week, is the new coach for the University of Alabama, Kalen DeBoer. You lose the GOAT, what do you do? You go out and hire the reigning coach of the year, the runner up. For the national championship, let me put some numbers up here behind us. Well, yeah, if I can. Let me put some numbers up here behind us. He took home six of the National Coach of the Year awards. He's been a head coach nine seasons, and his record is 104 and 12. 12 losses over nine seasons. That's impressive. Two time back to back Pac 12 Coach of the Year, the only two times he's been in the Pac 12. I was about to say, he's got a good winning percentage for for Pac-12. Yeah, been uh, coaching for 26 years. Got 25 first-team All-Americans. And his his record at Washington the last two years, 25 and 3. I mean, you know, you go out, like I said, you move from the GOAT to the top coach, you know, runner-up to Harbaugh, who Harbaugh you weren't going to get. I mean, who does that? Let's ask Jonathan Allen. Alabama does. Alabama does. Yeah. I know you've been struggling with it a little bit, but yeah. I couldn't be happier with the hire. You know, I'm not as I'm not I'm not as thrilled as Colby is, obviously. I mean I I don't I don't I don't know that it's DeBoer's fault. No. I mean when you go no. from when I mean, you go from have to some. go to DeBoer it's kind of hard to get too thrilled. He seems he seems uh boring to me. I mean, just I don't know. It's I'm not as thrilled with the hire. I, I was I thought we we stood a better chance of of maintaining our our roster and and quite possibly maintaining our class of new signees with Kiffin. But you know, I mean, and we did, and I did mention that last week when we were talking about. It. I said if you're worried about Keeping your roster together. The only thing that's going to do that is, is Kiffin or Dion. But Kiffin was never even considered for the job. And he's showing why since we hired DeBoer. He's been constantly posting stuff like he just posted a little while ago. The sign to Tuscaloosa. You know, the arrow to Tuscaloosa. He, um, you know said something about Isaiah Bond and his Lambo. I mean, Alabama does not want a coach that is out there trolling people. So he he wasn't professional enough or mature yeah, enough possibly to take sure. to, to get the job. So he was never even considered. You know, I said my first choice would be D'Amico Ryan's. He was never leaving the NFL. Right. Um, you know, then I said I like Dan Lanning, but when I researched Lanning, you know, and of course, we we did last week's show, what, two hours, three hours maybe, yeah, maybe. after the news came out that Saban was retired. So, you know, I hadn't really done any homework up to that point. I was just kind of going off of the little bit that I knew about some of these people. But when I started researching DeBoer and researching Norvell and researching um, – Lanning. Lanning, the ones that I think I think those three were truly the ones that were being given consideration. And the more I researched them, DeBoer, all he does is win. And it's not like he's stepping into good situations. And that's why I'm not as scared or worried about all this roster turnover that's going on right now. He took over a 4-8 and eight Washington team. And went 25 and three over two seasons, runner-up in the national championship. You know, he did the same thing at Fresno State. He did the same thing where at Sioux Falls, winning 
three national championships and, and a runner-up in a fourth. So, I mean, his resume is super impressive. Yeah. And, and the Bama job means a lot to this guy. He understands that Bama's the standard. He understands the tradition at Bama. So, I, you can probably tell, I, I'm ecstatic about the hire. You are. You're a lot more excited than I am. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. You know. I'm the glass half full. He's the glass half empty right now. I, you know, my my biggest concern is is okay. Yeah, maybe he understands the Alabama, you know, tradition, the the winning. But I don't know that he fully understands what he's gotten himself into pressure wise. It's a pressure cooker. I and don't think he's scared of it. He must not be. But you know. At the same time, it's one thing to be arrogant enough to come in, you know, on the heels of, of Nick Saban going out, but it's another to really have a grasp of the South and the recruiting. And, and I mean, I, I just don't know. I don't know that I feel as confident with him. Um, and, and here's the thing. I think in the end, if, if he can last, if he can handle, you know, the Bama fans, if he can handle the pressure of the job, and maybe uh, the ridicule that's going to come along with a with a two plus loss season, if that happens, you know, then then he might be able to rebuild his team. But I just don't know that the Alabama uh, fan base is ready for a reload. And I and I really believe that with the roster turner, turnover and the new coach that's got to come in and, and learn a lot on the job as far as as you know the standard as you call right. it the Bama standard I don't know that he's ready for it and I just don't know that our fan base is is ready for the the reload you know that that's going to have to take place because we're going to take a step well, what, back yeah and, we're going to know, take a step and one back. thing that another thing that excites me about this this possible step back all you bandwagon jumpers get the hell off I don't I never wanted them on the bandwagon to begin with so I'm hoping it does weed out some of these oh, fair-weather fans. And they're the ones that are the most vocal and, and because they don't know the history. So, for that standpoint, I, you know, I'm glad. Um, you mentioned recruiting. Recruiting is different now. Recruiting is more, you know, the, the playing field is level when it comes to recruiting. It's more about money right now than it is schools or traditions yeah you got coaches that can pull just on their power to get you to the nfl a la kirby smart a la um, nick saban and that's, yeah, yeah. that's where i'm falling on this whole discussion is right. that is that you know i've had many discussions with alabama fans here over the past week and you know players they don't come to they don't go to the university to play at that university they go to play for these coaches and 90% of our roster came to Alabama not because they grew up a Bama fan, because they wanted to go to the league. Right. And Nick Saban had a high percentage of players that went to the league. And that's why you see this max exodus of, of I, our – I wouldn't even call it a mass exodus. I will. Because we've, most, we've, of, most of the we've kids lost, – We've lost, what, three five-stars. But most of the – well, That's we've, a we've, big we've, hit, We've man. only lost one so far. No, we've lost them, man. We've only lost oh, one so far. We'll, we'll talk about that next week. Well, I'm just saying so far. All we can go by is what's happened right now to date. They're in the portal. There's not a, there's not a big winning percentage yeah, there's, of pulling there's, them there's, back from there, the portal. There's a lot of times kids go into portal. It's like playing the free agent market. They go into the portal to see who's going to be the highest bidder. I don't think Caleb Downs is a big bad guy. I don't I don't think Caden Proctor is a big bad guy. Caden well, Proctor, he's already gone. He's going to Iowa. Those guys aren't bad guys. Well, you, you don't announce you're going into the portal and then you've got you're already committed somewhere. If it ain't been tampering, and it ain't about money, and going and getting that bag, well, and, he ain't gonna get a bag at Iowa, man. And he ain't gonna get an SEC bag. Well, no, I mean, that's, no, but he's, he's going. He's just be honest. I think he's leaving because Nick Saban's no longer there, and that's the part that I'm struggling with. Yeah. Is and, that we're we're losing? We're gonna lose on the recruiting trail initially because now you got. I just feel like you're gonna have five star recruits out there they're like hey i don't know that you're going to be 
putting players oh, in the league at the rate that Coach Saban was. Man. So so that's where I'm Nobody at. can put players in the league like exactly. Saban Exactly. That's why but, I'm saying we're going to take a big step back. But he, he's fixing to have just as many first-round draft picks in this coming-up draft as Saban is. So that's going to go to his track record. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously when you go from Saban, you're going to take a step back. But getting back to my point on recruiting, you know, Georgia's lost just as many kids into the portal as we have. Sure. More kids entered the portal whilst before Saban announced his retirement than have after Saban announced his retirement. Uh, you know, the only one that we've lost so far that was considered a star would be Proctor. And, hell, we okay, were, we were well, we ain't lost him yet. I said that we've <laughs> lost. Now, I... If we lose him, yeah, he's going to be the best player. I mean, he's already rated the, the number one transfer and Proctor's number two. But Proctor, heck, he shouldn't even been starting all last year. We, we complained about yeah. and bitched about him every single week. True, but still, so, still, he was a true freshman playing left tackle, I mean. So I think it's going to be more important. Coaching is going to come on the field X's and O's are going to become more and more important in today's game. Today's game is becoming more like the NFL with free agency and you got kids going all over the place. That talent's being spread out more. You're going to have more parity, more teams that can compete out of that 12 that goes in. So what's going to be the factor is going to be coaching. It's going to come down to X's and O's and coaching on the field. And we got one, we just got one that can coach his ass off. And he's put together a better coaching staff, X's and O's I'm talking, than what we had last year. Well, that's, that's, that's true. I, I definitely am excited about the, the reset on the coaching staff. And Bringing I'm excited. hunger, some youth. Yeah, I'm excited about the youth. I'm excited about the chance that maybe we're finally going to get to get some, some cohesion and get some – you know, we're going to be able to have the team grow together, the coaching staff grow together. And in the end, I think we're going to be fine. But it's, <laughs> I'm still struggling with, with the goat with the goat gone and, and, of course, and the you step know, back for sure. Uh, Greg Byrne was on Feinbaum today. And he said Nick is still there. He's, he's an advisor to the university. He's, he's been meeting with all these kids you know, trying to get them to stay. Sure. And, you know, you still got a hand. You, uh, there's been more come out and saying that they're locked into Bama than have jumped into the portal. And like I mentioned, what we've lost so far has not taken away from what we can put on the field next year. Because we, we're going to be – we're probably going to have to play some – some younger kids, some with a little bit less experience, but don't forget we haven't dipped into the portal yet. And there's a all Pac-12 cornerback out there that knows our coach very well that can come in and take Terry Amos's spot. Um, you know we've got Malachi Moore still there, Jalen Milrow still there. You know we, I was teasing you the other day and I said. Coach DeBoer on his second day on the job already did something that Nick Saban couldn't do. He, he brought in head coach Ryan Grubb, who has been a, a offensive non, coordinator. Ryan, yeah, Grubb. offensive coordinator. What did I say? Head coach. Oh. <laughs> well, challenge. I'm challenge. Getting, I, challenge. I, 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 did, I, did, I did dispute that one. <laughs> um, speaking of, I'm up two to one. Now. But uh, I was hoping because it was about to be two to two. <laughs> Get it ready, get it ready. <laughs> um, he's been a, a Broyles nominee both years as a head coach at Washington. And offensive coordinator. Did I say head coach again? He did, man. Hang on, let me, let me. get him get him some more drink. Anyway, what Colby's trying to tell you is we got us an OC now. Yeah, I'm we do have a qualified OC that that likes to throw the ball and 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 basically runs a you know somewhat of a pro style you know back to Back to business, offensive coordinator. And he gets to work with this guy, who, if you look at the stats. That's interesting right there. Did just as good as that guy. That's real interesting. Now, these are obviously some hand-picked stats, but 
completion percentage. And remember, I said preseason last year, if we can get 65% out of Jalen, we'll be good. What'd he give us? 65%. And this is SEC this defense? Is, this, yeah, exactly. This is pack defense. Exactly. Which is shouldn't be uh, taken lightly. And this doesn't add in Jalen's rushing also. Yeah, yeah so look at the passer ratings. Pretty interesting. You know, now they get to work with this guy, and this guy is is out there pounding the pavement, you know, for Alabama. He's doing, a, I think, an autograph signing this weekend. Downs, man, Caleb, man, that's big, son. I don't, I Caleb don't, is. I don't really understand. And, yeah, but and we'll, I, let, let me let me talk a little bit more about the offense. And this is, you know, Proctor leaving. Talking about the offense. The offensive line coach you're bringing in just won the Moore Award as the most, you know, his his offensive line. He coached that offensive line that took True. the award away from the two-time winner, Michigan. Michigan. Uh, so you're bringing in a better offensive coordinator. You're bringing in a great old line coach. You're bringing in a better wide receiver coach. So I don't know why Isaiah Bond. That one might have been a little bit of a bad. Well, when you're posting uh, already... pictures of yourself in a Lambo, right? You're pretty much saying, "Hey, it, it's about although, the money." Although, you know, in in Isaiah's defense, I think he's found himself a very nice fit. Well, you know, two I days mean, later, though, they brought in another wide receiver with better stats than Isaiah. Sure. So I mean, you, and, you, you know, can't I, have too many wideouts in today's. No, nah, but I don't think losing Isaiah is. Setting his back. To me, it's not as, as key and as big as Caleb Downs for sure. Caleb Downs to me is a, is a much bigger deal. That's a, He's, he's going to be a top 10 NFL draft pick in two years. And I definitely, I definitely feel like that one, that one was a hit. That one was clearly a hit. Everybody right. else was kind of, you know, depth. Amos Amos probably was going to be a starter. You know, I don't think he. I don't think he was. I do. I think he. Because I don't think, I think he beats he, out Damani Jackson, and I don't think he beats out Muhammad if he at comes. the at the least though. He's he's our nickelback, you know. So I mean, I don't know. You got you got the freshman. So. Uh, he, he was good. He was I mean, good on the field when he played. All these would, guys you're talking does, about hasn't really proven themselves. Yeah, they on all, the they field. all have except Mbakwe. I mean, you got two guys that are coming that are proven, and they're five stars. So I mean, no, yeah. I did, I did like Amos. I yeah. liked Amos. I, I didn't want to see him leave. Uh, you know, I didn't want. You know, you 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 you, you grow to appreciate these kids because you know watching them all season long. All I'm saying is, most of what we lost ain't gonna hurt the program from a talent standpoint. Now, Caleb, absolutely, he was, you know, great player. And it surprises me because, you know, we brought in two defensive coordinators, both of them head coaches, uh, one at South Alabama, one at Buffalo. So they both had head coaching experience, kind of took a step back position-wise, not financially, right. uh, because probably they want to, sure, you know, they Come wanna, here, they show what they can do, and then they can move up and move on. Sure. But his scheme would have fit Caleb Downs perfectly. I mean, I think Caleb Downs fits any scheme. Right, I mean, but Caleb this, Downs is a like but, said, he's a top ten draft pick. But he, you know, in his defense last year, both his safeties were made to all conference. Yeah. So I mean, he features the safety position, and he's got a history of top fifteen defenses. Uh, so I also think it's easier to over it's it is easier to overcome a safety than it is a lockdown right. corner. Yep. So yeah, it's not that's the, one thing to, to it's, it's I guess Deion soften the blow a little bit, but it's still Caleb Downs. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's still a big one. But I guess the the main thing the main thing that just has me a little apprehensive about this new staff is the step back that I think we're going to have to take to move forward. Post Nick Saban, I mean, I think we all knew oh, yeah. there was going to be a step back, so it shouldn't be a shock. No, nah, but, but like I said, I back. think the only place though that we're taking a step back is is recruiting, is that mystique of being able to Nick Saban say, you know, 
I'm Nick Saban. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I can put you in the NFL. So yeah. that's the only, and to me, you know, the X's and O's, like I said earlier, we are better. You know, our, our new DB coach, I mean, I mean, the, he's a co-defense coordinator, but he's also going to be over the DBs. And this is the kid from Buffalo who's coached at Michigan, coached at the Dallas Cowboys. He's got a hell of a track record. And he's going to make sure the DB. And that's why, you know, they, they try to keep T-Rob on staff to, to make Caleb happy. But this guy's got a better track record, more proven, and he's younger than T-Rob. Right. So, you know, we kept Freddie Roach. We kept Gillespie. Uh, so, we, you know, this guy is familiar with the South. Our other defense coordinator, Womack, he's familiar with the South. You got Freddie, you got Gillespie, or Gillespie. I think we're going to be okay. I think people are, um, you know, getting, being a product of the moment. <laughs> you know, we'll we, we going to lank. We going to lank. Bama ain't going nowhere. Now, this may not age well, but Bama's not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I mean, I, I definitely, uh, I definitely don't think we're going anywhere for sure, but, you know. It's it's just been a little rough from from this side of the bar <laughs> for uh, post saving for sure. But each day was, has been a different blow. But it, it uh, was time. It, it was time. It was. It was time. And and you know we we've talked about it. I was kind of I was kind of glad. You know I kind of wish the transition would have been a little bit different. Well, it's funny. Know, up but, until, yeah, up until I was actually going to talk about how perfect and seamless and the transition has gone better than it possibly could have until the day when Caleb and Jaden put their names in the transfer portal. But other than those two guys going in, and I'm not even that worried about Caden because I wasn't impressed with him last season. Yeah, I mean I, I, I still I, I still think my he's excitement, got a ton of upside. For my sure. excitement for this coaching staff and for what's still on the roster and what's coming in, in this recruiting class and then what's we still, can save it. and still what's yet to come in the transfer portal. Because don't forget, in April, it's open season again. And that's going to be when, okay, say Caleb Downs goes to Ohio State or Georgia and takes that starting position away. Guess what? That kid he took the position away from, he might just decide, I'm going to go somewhere else where I can play. So there's going to be some dominoes just like there was with the coaches there's going to be some dominoes with these players and these people that are leaving now. And, you know, we're going to have an opportunity to bring some back in. Right now we can bring them in from, say, Washington or Arizona, um, which they've got a, a wide out that's legit. Um, but then in April, that portal opens up again right after spring ball. And uh, that'll be an opportunity where coach can see – all right, what do I still need? You know, I, my big – the people that I didn't want to lose was Justice Haynes, and he already said he ain't going nowhere. Caleb Downs, we lost – we hadn't lost it yet. There's still a chance, <laughs> but more than likely he's So you're saying he's there's going. a chance. And there was a third. Who was that third person I told you I didn't want to lose? Milrow. Was it Milrow? Yeah, yeah. And, and he doesn't look like he's going anywhere. Malachi Moore, he's not going anywhere. So Malachi's too old. The leadership. Malachi's like thirty-seven. Just just kidding. I know you watch the show, so you know I don't. I'm just. Kidding. He actually, uh, I've got him on video because he walked the uh, graduation wow. right after my daughter did. So uh, I got to see him walk the stage. Anyway, um, the leaders are still intact. Deontay Lawson, you know, he's another one. And like I said, we haven't heard anything about these young edge rushers, Keon Keeley and um, some of them. Jihad Campbell's already said he's coming back. So I feel good with where we're at. Yeah, we lost, you know, a couple or, you know, a handful of, of talent. And, and you made a point yesterday or today about depth. Yeah, the depth might take a little bit of a hit, but we'll have a chance to build that depth back up. So. I feel good about where Florida State's made a little bit of a, a living off of <laughs> Alabama, Alabama. Alabama South? Man, Florida State, Mike, you really took that shit personally about the playoffs, didn't you? 
five of them. <laughs> we so. took their playoff spot, oh, yeah. so they're taking our players. Yeah. I guess we're even Steven. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Good for Florida State, I guess. That's so anyway, that was my opening toast, and it was a long one. But uh, Coach DeBoer. I forgot where the hell we were at. <laughs> Coach DeBoer, welcome to Bama. Roll Tide. Roll Tide, Coach. Cheers. I don't even know who I was even going to toast after yeah, that. I was, I was about to ask you, did you bring a toast with you? Yeah, I always have a toast. I'm going to toast Baker Mayfield. I'm going to give Baker a toast. Baker's. Because I stood behind Baker a couple years ago, or a year, last year, and, and got ridiculed for it. But Baker, here's Baker winning a game in the playoff. And looking all, good. But all beat up, too. Yeah, I Baker mean, he, Baker looked good. Baker looks like he's found him a home where he's comfortable. Yeah, they showed a stat during that game, or after that game was over, that he was the first Buccaneer quarterback with like 330 yards and three touchdowns to in a playoff game. And I was like, really? That, that's He was the first one to do that? But, but he did not. You know, bringing up Baker brings up another point. Look what Baker was with the Panthers, and he had McCaffrey, DJ Moore, a better offensive line. But he couldn't win it, the Panthers. And all these people that are on Bryce Young, look at what Baker's doing in another organization with good coaching, good schemes. That's why I mentioned earlier, when things are even talent-wise, coaching is, is the deciding factor. And if Carolina doesn't, if Tepper doesn't figure it out, get the right people in here, and then get himself out of the way, that Carolina's going to continue down that path. Well, okay. Can I get back to Baker? <laughs> can I get back to Baker? I'm sorry. I'm still, I'm still on a high. high. I'm still He's on a high. always trying to hijack some shit. I don't have anything else to say, to be honest <laughs> with you, except I'm toasting Baker Mayfield for – for coming through for for Dutt because I stood behind Baker and I still I I thought a year ago when the Panthers signed him he's a good quarterback and he's got a chance to be good. Um, do I think he's elite? No, I don't think he's elite. Do I think he's a you know a middle tier NFL quarterback? Absolutely. I think he showed that he showed that this weekend. I think the Bucks have found him a guy that might fit them quite well and it's, it looks like Bowles likes him. And the Bucks like him, so uh, I'm glad for Baker. I think what hurt Baker, and I think we've talked about this a couple before he came to the Panthers. He played through injury in Cleveland, you know, because he was ha he was having a good career in Cleveland. Yeah, and then he played through a shoulder injury that he shouldn't have, and it took the shine off of him, and got a bad rap. And I think that messed with his head a little bit, messed with his confidence. And that's when he, you know, went into right. that nosedive. And now, and and, now and they're now looking to throw Deshaun Watson to the, to the wayside who now, they replaced he, him with. So. Now he's lanking. Yeah, yeah, he's doing good. Good for you, Baker. I'm, I'm happy for you. I've always, I've always liked him. I've always have, liked his have. game. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm happy for him. That's my toast. Okay. Baker. Baker. Cheers, buddy. Good for you, even though you're a Buccaneer. But <laughs> not supposed to root for a Buccaneer, but but you got to call it when you see it. Yeah, no, uh, Baker's Baker's done good this year. Good for him. Yeah. Moving on, moving on. All right, well, that was our toast, so you know what follows up the toast, and that's our scumbags of the week. You, since I, I, since really, I stole, stole really, all the thunder on the – on the toast, do you want to start with a scumbag, or do you not really have one? I mean, I was my scumbag, I guess, is the NFL. Just the NFL and the greed and and the screwing of your of your fans and and the money, the whole TV debacle that's going on, and and you know the Peacock yeah. playoff game. I mean, come on, man, that's just it's greed at its finest. And and the sad thing is, is it's only going to get worse with this whole you know, streaming and television issues and, and all of us are gonna suffer for it. But I mean we're we're you're either A gonna have to put up the money and start start paying the extra money for all this. And not only that, I mean the, to go to a game it, it's gonna get it's just gonna get exponentially more expensive. Yeah. And it's sad and and you know, people are still gonna gonna still go to the game. They're still gonna, you know, buy the the services to stream games and 
I mean, but to pay, what'd you pay? Three ninety nine. Five ninety nine. Five ninety nine. Just to watch the just the to Dolphins watch. Chiefs. Yeah, just to, it wasn't worth five ninety nine. Basically, five ninety nine to watch all games, and then forced him to pay another six bucks. Just for that one. Just for that one game. I mean, that's just that's just greed, man. It's sad. It's greed, capitalism. But it is what that's it why is. These, that's why these players are making quarter of a million dollar contracts. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, that's my scumbag. Is just is the NFL, and I think they kind of they kind of I don't know that they they felt it immediately. I mean, I know they heard the the, the backlash. Yeah. Because you know they've definitely been talking about it. So I don't think they cared because I really don't either. Backlash talking, even though you just spent that five ninety nine to buy it. Right. They're like, okay, go ahead and talk. <laughs> we got your money in right, our pocket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Laughing our way to the bank. So, yeah. anyway, that's short and sweet scumbag. Yeah, I know this guy's not going to be that <laughs> You know, short. I got a slideshow coming. <laughs> so. And, uh, of course, we've already talked a little bit about this, but my scumbag this week is the transfer portal. Because uh, it's done some, not, some, it does some uh, not very nice things to Alabama this week. Yeah. So, you know, we've already talked about this guy, Caleb Downs, entering the portal. And uh, usually people, once they go in the portal, like I said, you're not supposed to make contact with a kid until they've done the paperwork and they're in the portal. But now it seems like there's so much tampering going on and these kids already have their decisions made before they go into the portal. I think the tampering has been going on long before the portal was even invented. I mean, Mm -hmm. kids have had their corners for years, you know, ex uh, youth coaches that are being kind of like management, managing their, managing their uh, careers, even mm-hmm. in college. I mean, it's been going on for years that they've been able to communicate through friends, family who would then communicate to another program. So, I mean, you know, can on a string. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's been tampering has been going on for decades. Just like, you know, paying players under the table has been going on for decades right. across all Power Fives. But, you know, that, that brings up something I wanted to mention earlier. And, you know, Alabama's always caught a bad rap for paying players. Huge rap. But you know what this shows us right here? Saban wasn't paying players. Saban wasn't handing out fake NIL deals. Because if he was, those players would still be at Alabama. But they're going. They're leaving because exactly. there's better deals for them out there. So, to all the people that were always saying, "Oh, Nick Saban is just paying his players," no, he wasn't, and this this proves it. Yeah, them, no, them assholes are still out there saying that. Some of them, but from what I've gathered on social media, the majority of the naysayers, the lanks, or lanks, that's actually a saying, but the naysayers. The end in land. Yeah, the naysayers have been saying that for years, and and now they're seeing what you said exactly that that that's not the case. Yeah. And like I said, I've said this for for years, and I and I'll always maintain this. They've been paying players for decades at all Power Fives. If you think your Power Five is clean, Michigan, <laughs> for example, extremely high um, academic standards to get in. Yes, but paying their players, absolutely. <laughs> Everybody's been slipping hundreds and thousands and a couple thousand dollar envelopes to, to these higher ranked kids. It's been going on forever. And to say, to, to say that it hasn't gone on at your university is, is just being completely naive. And so back to your point, yeah, I think, I think we are seeing the fact that Coach Saban was doing things correctly. Now, was, were we paying players? I'm sure. I'm sure we had a lot of players getting money on the side. I mean, that's you'd be a fool to, to say that that wasn't happening. But I think uh, Coach Saban did things correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, we talked about this guy, uh, Proctor, and uh, I saw earlier where he had committed to Iowa. I don't know if that was an official announcement or if it was just you know a lot of people like to. Rush and be the first one to report something. Sure. But, uh, 
If I so, see. I like that. And which, move. which you know, he's from Iowa. That's right. who he was going we go to go to. We were he, lucky to even pull yeah, him exactly. from Iowa. You know, we we got one year at him. Like I said, I great run blocker. I was very disappointed in his pass blocking, but he can he can definitely improve that. Um, he's 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 big and soft. I mean he. He didn't have a he didn't have a lot of time in the program to get a little more chiseled and a I mean, little he quicker. Should, he should be able to help Iowa maintain their their nine points a game. Sure, he'd average, be a good so. run blocker in the Big Ten. <laughs> I mean, he won't be overmatched by too much speed. So, so yeah. Um, and then uh, right before we came on air, I heard that Big Al had just entered the transfer portal. So uh, yeah, it, we need to do something about this transfer portal. I guess what what's our mascot going to be now? <laughs> just a wave. They're just going to bring a, a wave pool to the sideline. Oh, there you go, a little, little put a little red food dye, crimson food dye in there. Red yeah, pool. Now, now, you know, we've talked about it a couple of times. That I mean, the poor and and you know, I understand opening this thirty day window because these kids just lost their coach, and they should have an opportunity to go somewhere else, but. It doesn't open anything up for Coach DeBoer to to replace those players until April. So why why not make these kids wait till April uh, rather than opening up this thirty day now, where it's it's one sided. It's it's just one way. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, we can bring because he left Washington. That opens a thirty day portal at Washington, but that's just two schools. I mean, right, right. Yeah. That doesn't seem fair to me. <laughs> Maybe because we're Bama fans, it doesn't seem fair. But no, no, I mean, it's not that. It's it's the just it being one direction. I got like I said, I, I get these players lost their coach that they right. came they came to Bama to play for Saban. We've already established that, and Saban left. So yes, they should get an opportunity <clears throat> to find another place to play if that's what they want to do. But on the same token, Coach DeBoer should have an opportunity to bring in players. But, you I mean, know. where's he going to bring them from? Exactly. You know he mean? can't yeah. until April. Exactly. So, I so. mean, I, I don't necessarily think the rule is unfair, me personally. I mean, I think it just sucks. Well, that just the, sucks that it's know. a free-for-all on the Bama roster. And, I mean, the Bama roster, even though Washington did go further this year, I mean, the Bama roster is clearly the most valuable I think it's probably still <laughs> got more talent than than what Coach uh, took to the natty. Um, every just about every school in in the country can improve by by poaching Alabama. Oh yeah, I, for sure. I started to make vultures my my, my scumbag because they've been circling. <laughs> but uh, yeah, now that I, you know, like I said, I think a week or two ago, the uh, you know that that. Portal window right there uh, in January, in the in the middle of, before the season's even over, you got the portal opening up. It just doesn't make any sense. Mm. And it's like you know Kiffin said, the NFL does not have free agency during the season. You know all that should be in the postseason. But what do I know? <laughs> what do we know? All right, what else you want to talk about tonight? Well, NFL, we, we talked a little bit about the NFL, and you're not liking them. <laughs> no, I don't like the TV contract. I mean, as far as the games go, the games were the games were entertaining. Yeah. I mean, a couple of them were. The, I, mean, uh, I, I found them to be entertaining. I mean, I thought it was pretty fun to I mean, watch. Yeah, the Packers game. Here we go! <laughs> Get beat. Um, yeah, the Packers game. I did enjoy watching that game. Yeah, that was that was cool. I mean, I, I'm not a huge cowboy um, hater. Hater, you know. I mean, I like Dak and uh, you know, I'm I'm a Giants. Sure, fan, so I mean, you I, gotta, I gotta be. A, I gotta pull against them. Technically, I'm supposed to be a Packer hater, but it's yeah. kind of hard to be a Packer hater when part of my family love the Packers. So, um, I mean, but yeah, no, it's fun to watch. You know, Stephen A. do his <laughs> do his post Cowboy loss post. That's fun to watch, and you know it's fun to watch Jerry Jones just turning forty-four shades of red in his press box. McCarthy—he hadn't fired McCarthy yet, has he? Not that I, I know. Haven't, I haven't seen it. Of course, I've been. <laughs> my eyes have been glued on the whole Bama situation that I don't. 
really know a lot of what else is going on out there, right? I mean, now. them Cowboys, man, they just can't get it done in the postseason. Yeah. I don't know what Dak. There Dak, they went. Dak tightens up, man. They all get tight. Yeah, I think somebody called that on last week's show too. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, here we go. There they went. <laughs> here we go. That was fun to watch. Um, you know, Dolphins. I expected the Dolphins. Yeah, to I didn't kinda... think they could compete in that weather. No, nah, that weather was brutal. Yeah, brutal and. and uh, the Steelers, they didn't look too good, which I didn't think I they mean, could compete no, with, I didn't, with Rudolph I didn't at quarterback. Kind of, yeah, I think the Steelers with, with Rudolph at quarterback, they were fighting an uphill battle for sure. Um, they made it. They, they tried to make it a little interesting towards the end. Um, that's like the Packers. You know, they took all their starters out because they had a 32-point lead. Dallas gets 16 points, and boom, right. boom. It's like, uh-oh, put the starters back in. Yeah, it got a little interesting. Yeah, so that one, of course, the uh, probably the best game was the Detroit and the Rams. Yeah, that, that was, was a real good game. That was a good game. Of course, re- refereeing almost cost the Lions again. Yeah. That, did you see that offsides call? Yeah. I mean, dude didn't move. That was ridiculous. <laughs> but, I was happy for Jared Goff. I think that was a – yeah. I think, I think that was a good W for Jared just Goff. The whole, he deserved Just it. the whole Lions organization. I mean, they've been oh, so – Oh, yeah, it's hard to root against them, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they've been so unlucky and, you know, held, they, they, you know they, they held the longest winless playoff winless streak uh, until they won this weekend. You know who holds the longest one now? The longest winless streak? Winless, yeah. Uh-uh. The Dolphins. The Dolphins, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So, and the, but the Dolphins screwed themselves by not handling their business during the regular season. There's no reason. Oh, that, definitely. There's no reason they shouldn't have they should won have that home division. field advantage, and they yeah. should have been the number two seed at worst. Yeah, for sure. Um, so they got nobody to blame but themselves. And uh, you know, this weekend, I'm I don't, I'm not super excited about some of the games this weekend. Well, I mean, because uh, you know, I don't think. Um, Who's Buffalo got? They got uh, Kansas City. That should be a good game. Buffalo and Kansas City, although Mahomes has never had to go on the road and win in the playoffs because they always had the home field advantage. They were always the number one seed. That's true. So that game, I think, should be a good game. Definitely a good game. But the the Texans and the Ravens, the AFC should should have a couple good games. The Texans, you know, if, if they can play like they played last week, they, they, they might be able to give... Uh, you know what's interesting is... I, and we, we would have to go back on our podcast last year. I think you and I said the Texans were one good draft away from becoming a playoff caliber team. Mm-hmm. We had but them and the Jaguars. Yeah, kind of exactly. Being right, right there. Yeah, but most of the experts, especially around the Charlotte media, have been saying you know the whole year that the, the Texans were garbage and they were... You know, there was questions on their their draft whether or not Stroud was going to be good enough for, you know, to be a franchise guy. Even though they wanted Stroud over Bryce Young, that 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 I they did say that. But you know, you and I predicted the Texans to be on the up and up. Well, and we also and really they are, and we really loved their draft. That's right. You know, a lot of people said you know we're bashing their draft at the time. Oh, they 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 gave up too much to to get those picks, you know, they shouldn't have traded back up for Will Anderson and now they crushed that draft and look where they're at now. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they found two franchise guys on each, each side, side of the, of the field. Ball. Yeah. Exactly. So Yeah, I wasn't a huge Stroud fan was that when he was at Ohio State, but damn he looks good. I mean ball placement accuracy effortlessly. I mean, ball placement genius or whatever he call uh, calls himself. Now he, he I have I still see him Overthrow some wide open deep balls. He did it again this weekend. Uh, just airmailed it. And if he can get that under control, you know, and he's, he's showing, he didn't show any toughness at Ohio State, but he's showing it in the NFL where he's willing to run and this and that. And yeah. he, he looks good. He does he look good. good. You know, more than likely the NFL rookie of the year. So, oh, yeah. Looking good. So, yeah, the, the AFC should have two. Two good games. Um, you know, Buffalo going for their revenge against Kansas City. and But this time it's in Buffalo, not Kansas City. Right. So that would be a fun one. Josh is playing good. Um, you know, the, the Ravens were on a bye. So who knows, you know, there. 
I think Detroit and Tampa Bay. I think Detroit, if they Detroit should handle they business. should handle them. You know, a couple touchdowns. Did you see the uh, the the press conference with Bowles today? Todd Bowles, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. He uh, he was giving a press conference about the Detroit game and how they were prepping, and there was a uh, there was a reporter asked him what he was going to do differently in preparation for the cold weather game because it's going to be, you know, in the teens in Detroit. And how was he prepping for the cold weather game in Detroit? And Bowles just kind of looked like, uh, you do know that they're in a dome, don't you? And this, this female reporter, I mean, absolutely had zero clue. Oh, um, Lord. I don't know who she was and what uh, – you know who, what, what she media source she was with, but that was a pretty bad question. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> he handled it great, man. Bowles handled it good. He actually handled it very professionally. Because can you imagine Belichick getting asked that question, or Nick, <laughs> yeah, Nick. Coach Saban getting asked that question? Nick would have let the Coke bottle answer. Oh the my question. god, that would have been hilarious. But Bowles, you know, I toast you, Bowles, because you handled that with with class, man. Because that was. <laughs> Yeah, no, I didn't see that. That's good. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, So, yeah, then the other game, Green Bay and and San Fran. Uh, There again, Green. It's funny because the two teams that had the bye week, are are they going to come in a little rusty? And they're playing two teams that that are coming in hot. Yeah. You know, Green Bay looked, up until they took their starters out, they looked good against the Cowboys. Mm. Texans looked good in their playoff game. So, you got two overachieving hot teams with first-year quarterbacks going up against the two one seeds. Right, the two teams that you would largely think were going to be in the Super Bowl. Going to be in the Super Bowl, I mean. But, you know, San Fran can lay an egg. Yeah, they can. They can can lay an egg. Um, You know, I, I feel more confident in the Ravens. Than I do in San Fran, even though you know McCaffrey's got an extra week of recovery. Yeah, I think so they said he's help. fully practiced, so he should. Yeah, that'll help. He should be. Helping. I almost toasted Jordan Love because you know Jordan Love is, you know, obviously come come in on the heels of greatness, and and he looked great. He looks like he's another uh, great Packer quarterback in a long line of greatness. So, well, and if you if you think back to when we first were football fans. That was the norm, was rookies didn't come in and play right. at the quarterback position. They sat behind your established starter for two, three years, and then they came in and they were ready. And you saw a mature, experienced Jordan Love. Now, Stroud's an exception. Um, right. <laughs> but if you look at you know the other rookie quarterbacks from this season, they – you know, it, it's definitely feet to the fire, learning on the fly, learning on the job. Yeah, and, Bryce. Uh, Bryce would have certainly fell into that category. He would have been, he would have benefited from a year behind. Yeah, he could have sat behind Dalton. Yeah, Dalton, Andy Dalton. You know, you weren't going anywhere this year. Um, but it's it. The NFL is such a win now league that nothing gets built anymore. You know, coaches. If you don't win instantly, you're out of here. You know, that's like Harbaugh. Why why leave such a great thing that you have right now to go to the NFL where it's, you know. Well, I mean, I I think I can answer that question. I mean, I think the NFL, head coaching in the NFL is a lot easier gig than head coaching in college. This is true. Um, college, yeah, college is uh, is 365, 24-7. And it just got harder. And because it's now it's not just much harder, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now you got the now portal. You got the portal and greed and NIL. And yeah, that's a good point. You have to keep up, you know, you have to – you know, you have to track your players in the, during uh, Thanksgiving break, Christmas break, you know, off season in the NFL. It's it's a little bit different. I think I think you know I kind of understand why Harbaugh would would feel accomplished at his alma mater. He did what he set out to do. He put him in a better situation. He left the program way better than what he inherited. 
I, and, and I can understand. I would go to the NFL too, I think, because, like, you know, it's just a much easier job. Yeah. So, it's hopefully he does. Some aspects yeah. are Sure, are sure. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, I follow you. Harbaugh, I think you Harbaugh, mean? I think assimilates better in the NFL, having been a you know of he, player. He and, started in the NFL, yeah. then went to college. Now he's just looking at going back. He's not like some of these others that were career college coaches and then thought, hey, I can just make the jump into the NFL. Sure, yeah, it's a little different. And he's a different. He has a different approach to how he how he deals with people and deals with players versus Coach Saban. You know, of course, he can look at his brother also, and there are coaches that have longevity it's just they're 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 the minority not you know oh yeah i mean because they're already talking you know firing sirianni I know. in philadelphia I know. uh firing mccarthy in dallas um tomlin in pittsburgh i mean what are we talking about here people that's that's a little, i guess the last point i want to make you know kind of kind of charlotte market comment david tepper mm-hmm our favorite. Our, our favorite owner, <laughs> Panthers owner. Three-time scumbag. Who came from the Steelers organization, led a group of ownership in Pittsburgh to try to get Tomlin fired <laughs> 10, 15 years ago. Now, how yeah. stupid can our owner be? I mean, Tepper tried to get Tomlin fired, who's never had a losing season. Yeah. That's what he's, what he's accomplished. You know, we mentioned it last week when we were talking about Saban's great accomplishments. That's impressive. Yeah, Tom Tomlin's clearly these last two years with nothing, nothing at quarterback, and really not a whole lot. You know, nothing spectacular anywhere else. Mm-mm, no, and really. still had a winning record. That's just crazy. Yeah. That's just impressive. That's a Hall of Fame coach right there. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. So. What else you got? Anything? No. Or you want to uh, get into some rating of some Michter's Rye? Yeah, let's move on to rate that shit, man. All right. I'm still, I'm still <laughs> crying, man. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm down, Bama. Bama Nation, I'm down. I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I don't share his excitement. I'm I have excited. to listen to his bullshit texts all the time. <laughs> rah, rah, rah. And I'm... I'm just not wanting to hear it right now. Yeah, Verizon called me, told me I needed to delete some of that shit. I've done clogged up the whole 5G network. (laughs) I'm kidding. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I'm kidding. But no, it's an exciting time. It's, you know, we've, the GOAT was the greatest, and now it's time to see, you know, that next chapter. (sighs) It's time for the third legacy at Bama. Actually, fourth. I'm going to throw Yeah, you got to give Babs a legacy, man. Gene? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stallings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got to gotta leave. I gotta, that's why, I, you know, at first I was thinking Bear and Saban. But, yeah, you got you to gotta get Stallings yeah, in there. Yeah, you got to give Stallings a little piece of that action. And, you know, that's what a lot of people are like. De- DeBoer is automatically going to fail because you just don't follow a legend. But, you know, it's a different time. I mean, it's – and – he came. The cupboards are starting to empty, but they were full when he got there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so he's he's got a better opportunity to be, and he, he's a hell of a coach. So he's good. We had he, we had the bear, then we had the goat, and now we have the boar. Yep. And the dynasty is gonna live on. It's gonna live on, man. It might take a little step back. That might make a good T-shirt. Mike, man, I don't know. Somebody thought it. I don't know. Better not give out our ideas. Somebody get it to market before us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We just gave up. Yeah. Anyway. All right, well, cheers. Cheers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bourbon Buzz and Ballin' Podcast, and it's time to rate that shit. Colby, tell them what we got. Well, you know, we've been on the Smictors kick, so we did the American whiskey, the unblended. We did... The sour mash, and then we just did the Kentucky straight, and they've all been good and different in their own way. Yeah. Um, so this week we're going to kind of wrap up the Mictors run, and we're going to do the rye. So this is the Mictors rye, obviously right there, in Louisville, Kentucky, at the Mictors Distillery. Forty-five dollars is what's going to cost you. So pretty much everything we've done on on, on the Mictors line has been at forty-five dollars. Yeah. Proof. A little low, 
They don't specify the age, so it's NAS. So now with your aroma, you should get pear and cherry, so you get a little fruit. Then you should get that caramel with your little bit of cedar and maybe a little pine in there. Mm, so, so that's cedar. what you yeah, it surprised me when I saw that because that, that's more like a gin to me. But uh, that's what they described it as. And then your taste mm. should be a brown sugar, caramel, and then get a little bit of that fruit. They hit the mark on the pear, okay. on the aroma, okay. for sure. And then your finish should finish like a rye. So it's going to be peppery, get them spices, and then get that oak. Well, I'm going to... Put the rating system up there, let you tell everybody about the rating system while I check out this ride. We do one through four, and uh, for us on our bourbon rating, one, we call that brown bag. We don't give out a lot of ones, but typically that means we don't really recommend that you go buy that. Two, getting better, we call that a mixer, and that's usually going to be like your daily drinker. Woodford falls into a two for us, so you got to factor that in. Three, it's getting a little bit better. Probably higher in proof. We call that on the rocks. Last but not least, four, that's neat. That's the way you ought to be drinking your bourbon, in my opinion. Um, so our, our, our best rating is a four, neat. Right. I tell you, that description I gave was Man, spot on. It was spot on. I mean, you definitely get that, that pear and cherry up front. Yeah. With a little, I actually did get a little cedar smell on it and then the the taste was was brown sugar and caramel that's a delicious rye man. and then it, it does have that it's not a super strong rye finish but it's got a rye finish yeah yeah i think probably because it's only 84.8 proof yeah very very uh, uh subtle yeah. very subtle on the rye but, side but you definitely get that spice you know on that finish yeah you can you can definitely feel the, the tannic feel or the, the dryness of the rye on the back end for sure. It finishes finishes very peppery and oaky. Mm -hmm. I get and, all, and I get still a little sweetness. Yeah, from I, get, it. I got a little caramel or yeah. caramel. Caramel. That's kind of like my Rollo Rollo. Rollo. <laughs> caramel. Caramel. That's a good rye, man. That I, is I'm, a good rye. I think it's delicious. I think it's delicious. Yeah, I'm a. I'm a I'll just go right out there. I'm gonna give it a three. I think I've given every one of their. No, I think maybe I gave the uh, the American whiskey a two. A two. I think. Everything else has been a three for me. It doesn't quite have enough complexity and enough kick. You know, their mixers are lower in proof, and and right. I like I like a higher you know around that hundred range. Um, so for that reason, <laughs> as they say on Shark Tank, uh, for that reason, for that reason, I'm gonna give it a three. I'm gonna agree with you on a three. I'm I'm very impressed with this as a rye. I felt like uh, the flavor had a had an overwhelming sweet finish mm -hmm. for a rye. Yeah, you gotta you gotta remember that this is a rye now. Um, very good rye. I I think you ought to run out and buy it. I think it ought to be a an addition because it's easy to find it. And, good price. Uh, good price. Can't beat the price. And I think, I think you know, for us, we're we're bourbon drinkers, but we fall on the sweet bourbon side and higher um, proof and the weeded side. We yeah. don't we don't pretty much normally like rye. So um, this good. one That's is good. this is a good rye, man. Yeah, and you know if it, especially if you're newer to bourbon and you you're not ready for those cask strengths, you're not ready for yeah. those. 100 plus, and you want something in the 80s, this Michter's line, it's and good. Yeah, this Michter's line has uh, fallen really strong in the below 50 category mm -hmm. for us, you know, because it's hard to find a below 50 that you really enjoy, you know, from, for us, you know. I mean, pretty much you got to go up to the 60 plus dollar yeah. range, but... This Michter's line has been yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I've been impressed with it. I've really been the first one, the American whiskey. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That one and, was... and and for it to be so hard to find. I know. Don't yeah. even look for it. <laughs> but this get, this get the rye, get the the Kentucky straight bourbon, get the sour mash if you can find it. Yeah, the sour mash is is more of an allocated. It's hard to find, but but yes, yeah. If if you like that lower proof, if you like below ninety, and you like spending less than fifty bucks. I don't know if you can do better. No, I think you'd than, enjoy than this mixers. one. 
Yeah, and it's a cool bottle. I like the bottle. I like the label. I think it's really, I think it's really neat. Mm -hmm. It's a good one. Yeah, no, I'm impressed. Right. That says a lot. You don't like rye. No, I'm, you know, of course, I've been uh, sipping on that whiskey. Uh, whiskey. 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 That whistle pig. Yeah. Yeah. No, he hadn't really drank a lot of um, bourbon. But. Been sipping on that whistle pig rye because uh, I knew we were doing a rye this week. Yeah. And uh, it's a good rye. Of course, it's going to cost you 60 bucks and it's 100 proof. <laughs> well, I mean, you say the word whistle pig and you know it's going to hit you hard yeah. in the pockets for sure. Yeah. This Michter's Dutton and, and this Michter's is better than this one. Ah, are you drinking the whistle pig? Yeah, you like that better than the whistle pig. I like this one, man. It's it's a diff. It's got a different taste to it. But yeah. I was actually while we were doing the show and I was sipping on this, I was thinking to myself, "Damn, this is a good ride." Oh, this is this is a damn good ride too. I ain't gonna lie to you. But 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 when you start factoring economics into it, this one's got a lot of it more. To me, this has got more interesting flavors than than the whistle pig. The whistle pig's more of a standard ride, and I do like that. But it's a good one. I like that that pear nose up front. I'm not a bit. I'm not. A, I don't eat pears. <laughs> well, I don't normally eat pears either. But, I mean, but, but you could clearly got, smell yeah, the pear. It's got a nice smell to it. Um, yeah, you could clearly. I, I didn't get much cedar from it. But I get. I, I got just some, got, and they said it was just gonna be just a light hint of it. And that's that's what I got after. First, I got the the pear, the cherry. I didn't get a. I got a lot of the caramel on my taste, but not really on the nose. But yeah. I did get just a, a, a little hint of uh, of the cedar. So, yeah, yeah. We, this one uh, is gonna get the the BB BB and B seal of approval. Yeah, go go get you this one, especially yeah. if you're uh, if you're new to the game. And like you said, that bottle is just badass. Yeah, it's a cool yeah. ass label. And it'll go well with all the other mixers. Yeah, look good next to a couple other mixers. So sweet. All right, well, let me finish this off, and then we can uh, yeah. say goodbye for this week. Until next week. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>